Hello and welcome to the James Like Podcast. Today is Friday, so that can only mean one thing. It's time for Fast Friday. Today's episode of Fast Friday is brought to you by Revolution Home Buyers. Revolution Home Buyers is a full-service investment company that pays cash for houses and can close in as little as three to four business days. Give them a call at 817-791-7002 to set up your free walkthrough consultation and receive your offer. With Revolution Home Buyers' win-win or no-deal philosophy, you'll be assured the most fair offer. Give them a call today. Again, that number, 817-791-7002, or you can visit the website at revolutionhomebuyers.com. Hey, welcome to the James Like Podcast. I'm your host, James Like. I am with you so many times of the week. Thank you guys for listening in. Today is Friday, so this is an episode of Fast Friday, Freedom and Success Talk. And uh, we're going to be here for just a couple minutes, bring you some encouragement, uh, maybe teach you a few things. Uh, However, today, we're still going to teach you something, but today is kind of one of those special little episodes as we're in here recording podcast uh, episodes with the producer, Mr. Tony Wilson. Yes, that is that. That's that's still me for now. It's still him for now, and then uh, once he gets in trouble, he'll probably change it to Anthony, and then he'll go from Wilson to Williams, or I don't know. He'll he'll figure out some way to be incognito. That's just the way he is. <laughs> but if you need him, he's in the studio today. Um, but you'll be listening to this in a, you know a long time in advance, I think. So since we're uh, sitting in the studio recording, I I kind of thought I would uh, use it as an opportunity to bring some newbies, uh, some value. So if you're a newbie listening, so make sure Tony, whenever you go live with this episode and we start marketing this episode that you put newbie alert or something like that. And, uh, that, that way myself got it. What's that out myself. (laughs) Uh, There you go. (laughs) And so newbie alert, we're going to talk about project management today. Tony has been working with us for a year now. I think he started last January, right? Yes. Like towards the end of the month. Yes. So, um, so he's been with us a whole year and, um, he came in as more of an office assistant. And to be honest with you, he needed a job and I didn't have anything that I needed, but we like made him do a whole bunch of stuff and he did a good job at that, but he wanted more for himself and he's seen an opportunity in more of the sales side doing acquisitions and project management. And so uh, he does that and just a whole bunch of other things, including the studio. And I mean, just a whole bunch. I mean, there's just a whole list of things he's still <laughs> engaged in signs and lock boxes, all kinds of stuff. And so, anyways, uh, so he's done three projects now to date on project management over the last uh, three to four months. And he has a lot of experience managing retail projects for a different company that he worked with prior to coming to work with us. And that was a whole different ballgame, wasn't it? It's completely 100% different. Yes, absolutely. Totally different. And uh, so uh, he's he's over here working. He's having to learn like new tactics, new things. Uh, he had the... I don't, I, I got to figure out how to describe it, but the not so fun task of, of having me uh, micromanage him on a project here near the office. <laughs> and uh, it turns out he's moving into the project anyway. So yeah, I, I should have yeah. just let you freaking do it from the beginning. <laughs> but anyways, uh, 
So, you know, him and I had a couple of disagreements on things that needed to be done. I mean, it was, we were amicable. So I like, sure. I didn't, I didn't do what I did with all the other employees and punch him in the face or anything. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Who who in the world would think I'd ever do that? I'd shame on you. But no, we didn't, you know, it, it, it there was just some disagreements on style or I don't know, whatever, right. the, whatever the, little thing. The uh, ideology between uh, the use of certain tiles and in, in, in combination with each other. And or the X on the closed in garage that had to get ripped out. <laughs> I was like, what is this, a farmhouse? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it, it it's nothing. It, it's really, it's nothing. It's just a difference of opinion. And at, at the end of the day, we got a good renter in the house. And uh, since he works here, I can just pull the rent out of his paycheck if I have to, whatever. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But. So I'm going to just ask him a few questions today and, and, you know, ask him about some of the challenges that he's had and maybe some of the solutions that he's thought of that, that he's going to do moving forward to make project management a little bit easier. So I know just to preface it before I start asking him the questions, I know what the number one thing is that puts investors out of business. And I'm not talking about not being able to find deals, but I'm saying you've already mastered finding the deal. You have the deal. What sends most investors packing and getting out of the business is mismanaging rehab projects, whether that be mis, misquoting how much it's going to cost, overpaying your contractor, overpaying for materials, uh, surprises in the project that you didn't account for, which is big. Um, there, there's so many different things, but... Uh, maybe you over overpaid a contractor and they took off of the money. Um, that is actually probably the number one reason that most people lose money on a house is due to overpayment. And so uh, we're not even going to talk about that one today. That's just one I need to let you know that I have never had an investor skirt off with money because I personally have never overpaid uh, a contractor. I've never, I've never overpaid them because I, I've seen so many people go through the pain of not verifying the project, not doing all that kind of stuff. So first question I have for you, Tony, is what's been the biggest difference between when you were doing like retail management and now doing uh, project manager uh, or uh, residential project management? Um, you know, there's a, in, in the retail project management side, we were doing hundreds, if not thousands of locations for one specific project over and over and over again. And I can already tell you in the first three, none of these are ever going to be the same. There is no such thing as cookie cutter. There is no such thing as that, you know, the process just based on the fact Now there are certain steps, certain things that we should do in order. Um, namely don't do the roof first, like somebody already did. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was me. Um, but, uh, a lot of the preparedness beforehand, because I was using a lot of what I'd done before. Okay. We're going to, you know, the retail project side, you just, we're going to do this here and this, 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 this step-by-step perfectly laid out. And now we're going to replicate that 20,000 times. Well, this is one time and it's kind of like, uh, one of the things I was thinking about the other day. If you go to a retail or a, a resale retail store and you buy a t-shirt, you know it's a used shirt, but it looks cool, so you buy it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with a house because you didn't look inside that t-shirt at the threads to look for holes, but I promise you the house has holes. 
you got to find those. You have to look a lot closer than what you're look you're used to looking for uh, when you're looking at making drastic rehabs to a house. Or something. Yeah, yeah, doing all the big remodel and stuff. So, right. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that's a great point because the walls don't talk. Exactly. But there's always something behind the walls. Yes. There's always something. Um, it seems like with pier and beam houses, there's always something wrong with plumbing because they're old. There's something wrong with the floors, or in some instances that we found, there's nothing underneath the floors. So that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that makes a big difference too. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, there's surprises. And so, you're a newbie. You're you're buying a house. Take the advice. So, number one from Tony is that there's no cookie cutter approach to anything. Like it's it's literally every house is its own individual house and you have to learn how it's going to be sounding weird to you, but you got to learn how to become one with that house and be able to look at that house in its own unique way and become the house whisperer. Yeah. You got to sit there and know, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, here's the thing too, though, about this, because um, there are unseen things. Yes. So I know you've had, let's see, you've had a, what a late eighties model project was your first one. Yes. Then you have a freaking 80 year old, 80 year old at, at minimum, at minimum house, the second one. And then now this one was built in the sixties, yes. 1960, I think. So it's yeah. 62 years old. So those are three different age groups. One's a brick on a slab. One's a brick on a, a pier and beam. One is a wood frame house that's on a pier and beam that's sunk in the ground from all the years of, of settlement and, and uh, not being maintained. And so. that, yeah. And that one had uh, uh one, two, three different, three completely separate add-ons. And those three were not at the same level either. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, those are, those are crazy like scenarios there. So obviously when you're, when you're sitting and you're becoming the house whisperer and you're looking at three different projects like that, how do you, what, what have you learned? And I'm not, you know, you're going to be pulling from the hip because we didn't go over these questions no, previously. No. I'm literally pulling from the hip by asking yeah, the questions, yeah. but I'm, we're trying to bring value to the listener here. And so what, what kind of approach would you have knowing what you know now about those three houses based on age? What, what kind of approach could, you know, what would you be looking at if that, if that question makes sense? Uh, one of the things that I know that we did on that older house, the, uh, the old wood frame multiple pier and multiple level pier and beam that one we we uh, the hundred year old or whatever yeah, it is 80s or whatever so old um but we were able to uh actually recoup some of them and we're over budget there's no way there was no way around it with all the stuff that we ran into after we opened wall up walls and up opened up the floor but um some of the things that were done using antiques at a very low price we're still going to get we have a $85 little uh, basin for the wash tub or the, the, the uh, sink and the bath, the like a vanity bathroom. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a uh, hundred years old and redone. It's worth about $2,500. Well, we got it for $85 originally. Now we put that little $85 piece in there, but we have that value that we've added into diamond in the rough that we've got that $2,500 value. When it goes with there. the theme of the house and on it that it fits one. exactly yeah. the theme of the house with the clawfoot bathtub and, and, and all that as well. So, uh, we got, we had to get creative. We got lucky when we found the shiplap walls too, because had we not found shiplap underneath the drywall, 
you know, and ran with it, yep. there would have been extended cost in, in redoing all of that. Every as bit well. of the drywall. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, like in lieu of that project, and mm -hmm. I, I'm sitting here and I already know all the, the sure. challenges and stuff yeah. like that. And we could sit and go over that thing all day long. Sure. Absolutely. But if, if you picked up a lead and the town of Whitney and there was an 80 something year old house, how would you, the estimation of the repairs that you're about to do, how would that differ now that you've been through that 80 year old house? Much more extensive preparation beforehand with, and with the the new one that we're looking at now uh, that may be even be similar. Um, multiple visits with the contractors, getting a better idea. I may have people underneath the house tomorrow looking at the foundation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a foundation. Plumbing. Yeah. I want to look at everything. Because the plumbing was rotten on the last one. Yes. But we also find that all these hundred year old houses we have, the plumbing has freaking been rotten. Right. So right. So plan on a full full replumb. Um or and, or and so that needs to go in with your estimate before exactly. you make the cash offer. Right. Right. So that's all gotta be calculated in before we get to a point where we can decide, okay, we gotta do this much work. We can only offer. Certain dollar amount. Okay. On the buy. So the the Joshua house, which mm -hmm. is the one that's sixty two years old, uh, it had a lot of similarities to the eighty year old, but it's obviously a whole lot more sturdy. Needed a lot less. Mm -hmm. Like that budget's going to be almost half. Right. But you ran into the same cast iron plumbing that was rotten in the ground, uh, and then pretty much everything after that was just replacing any rot. Getting the foundation and square. There was a lot of rot on that one as well. A lot of uh, rot, yeah. And the the kitchen sink, we went to grab the cold water line just to see, you know, make sure it was firm. <laughs> and it, it just turned off in your hand. We pulled it out of the. Oh, geez. Pulled it right out. It wasn't connected at all. So that was completely rotten. So that so took on, that took cost. We didn't, we accounted for fixing some electric, but mm -hmm. since it had a breaker box, when you and I walked that property, we didn't account for a whole new breaker box. So right. how much was that over budget? Uh, about $2,800. $2,800. And so next time we see a house with the old breaker panel that right. we, you know, only has six breakers and we don't have enough room to add anything for any kind of can lights or anything we know that we're going to have to spend at least 3000 bucks yes. to do that. And so that would have affected the offer. Right. Um, of course, there's some uncontrollables we won't get into because I'm, I'm still aggravated with the company who sold us the house. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, I'll, I'll let that go or else they'll be calling me apologizing again. <laughs> and so, but, you know, those, so those are things that you've learned, obviously. Sure. What do you think has been, you know, uh, oh, here, here's a good one. So, some people choose to use GCs mm -hmm. to do right. all their repairs. Right. And so that they have a little bit more hands off. And then some do, so use a GC on the first two. First two. Yes. And then this third one here, we actually used like specialized laborers. So we had the tile guy, you got out there. We had the foundation guy. We had the roofer. We had the, um, the other guys that are doing all the other stuff. The electrician did the electrical, whatever. Right. And the jack of all trade guys took care of a whole bunch of the other things together. So you were coordinating it. And so what, what were the biggest differences though, between hiring a GC and doing the actual management yourself where you're the one that's doing all the running around and stuff? Um, it's just, I'm having to make a few more of the calls. I'm not being, uh, I don't have options being brought to me in those instances where we, the contractor says, Hey, we've run into this situation. Now we're going to use, um, this sink. Do you want to use this sink, this sink, or this sink? 
Okay. And then I just pick it, move on. Done. Nothing so else. So you have to make more decisions. Right. Now for for the Joshua house. I'm sitting here and I'm I'm having to go Oh, the Joshua watch, house. Yeah. yeah, the Joshua. So I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, the vanity is hard to find with that. So now I have to buy the bathroom a vanity sink. with yeah. with just the base and then I have to find another place to make get a sink and then another place that can make me a countertop to fit in top of it and it's just there's a lot more steps to it. Now yeah. I'm getting to 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 really put hands on and really customize everything down to it and watch the money a lot more closer. Um, so I've been a little bit better with that one. Of course we ran into like the other is issues that we ran into still a little over budget overall, but uh, um, the doing it this way and doing it, you know, with where I'm running everything and doing it where the general contractor has, has the hands on and I'm just the, the voice of determination really. Yeah. Um, I can see how both could be profitable and how both could be, something that you could do, but I would not say if you're going to do multiple projects, five, six, eight, there's zero way you're doing that where you're not using a general contractor of some type well, Be because you're, 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 it's just too involved. Yeah. Too many decisions. Like yes. I know for me, the worst project I ever ran, two worst projects was my personal house <laughs> And my personal lake house. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So the house, are, there were the two worst. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, because I didn't have a project, one of our project managers doing right. it. I'm the one making You're, the decision. Exactly. And I love my wife. I love her. I love you so much, Jesse, <laughs> if you're listening. But she takes forever to make decisions and you have to be kind of quick on your feet. And we already yes. had a plan. We already had a game plan. And as soon as those guys are asking for doorknobs or they're asking for paint colors, we have to have all that. We have to have all that. Figured out. Right. She's got to have it done. And so, you know, she gave me a general idea and gave me a thumbs up. And that's basically it. And I had all that with everything else in life that was going on. And I, and I started telling people, the worst part about this is the freaking decision fatigue. Yeah, and exactly. so when I built my second lake house, I hired our buddy Jeremy at Collins Construction. Yes. And he was the general contractor. And I paid a lady a... I'll just tell you, $3,000 to design it and to go in there and basically pick out everything for Jeremy. And he gave her the budget of what I was paying him. We stayed within that budget. That argument was between them, not me. I trusted her 100% because I've seen her work. She did a fantastic job, and it was $3,000. And somebody, I remember, uh, I think it was Rob, was like, why are we paying $3,000 for <laughs> I was like, dude, that is the best $3,000. That is $3,000 well spent right Could there. Could you imagine managing a project an hour and 15 minutes away, and you're the one that has to go run parts all the time? No. Dude, that would be zero, just brutal. Zero willpower for me to do that. I will quit the business and work at McDonald's before I do that. <laughs> at least McDonald's is two miles from my house yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, And so, all right, cool, man. So what... What, uh, what's one of the things that you really like about doing it? Well, I, I, or give us a couple or if you don't have any, then that's fine too. I like, um, you know, I talked to the, some of the, we have a couple of kids up here that are, they do a little hourly work for us and, and, and do some of our, uh, demo and stuff like that. I was talking with them and I said, the greatest thing about this is when you see a house and you go buy it and then you have a vision for that house, it then becomes your job to make that vision a reality. How you get there, it's up to you, but you have a specific budget. And 
basically, and I may sound old because I don't even know if Tetris is still made. Yeah, they get it's it. The, it's the Tetris game of getting everything to fall in place along with the money and then have this perfect project at the end, this, this product that you've made. So if you have that vision or these ideas, like the ideas that I have for the next house that, that uh, we're, we're going to go look at tomorrow, we already have it on a contract, but the ideas that I have for that one, I want to see that through. I want to see that happen. And that to me is creating a passion because I, I know I see something that is pretty rough. And a lot of people said they wouldn't want anything to do with it. As Let evident me, by the time on market. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 143 days on the market is without a single was? bid. Yeah. Uh, that's why they, we should have, we should have offered way lower <laughs> and we made a tomorrow shoot. I don't know. <laughs> but when we get, you know, when, when doing that, we've also, now I, uh, with the experience along with knowing what I want to do now, I know, Hey, this foundation, because it is pure and beam and because I do see some new plumbing in the back, they know there's been issues before. Yeah foundation is going to be an issue. I want the foundation there guy there right. with me tomorrow when we do the walk. So. Yeah. But all that was figured in with your bid this time because yes. you've already been jacked around been, on the other yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah. And so the rehab sounds extraordinarily high. And here's my final tip. And then uh, we're about to go live on another podcast being interviewed, but, but uh, this is my final tip for you that even if you, Estimate that it's eighty five thousand dollars or whatever the rehab cost is. Doesn't mean you have to spend eighty five thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah, like it'd be nice to to for once spend like sixty grand. Right. Yeah. Because oh, you know what? We had five thousand for electricity, but we didn't have to do anything with it. Or we had three thousand for plumbing, and the plumbing was fantastic. You know, in some of these houses, I have a feeling with the the condition that they're in. Eventually, we're going to end up going to some old fuse box that's not even connected, and look at it and think we have to put a new a box in a house mm. and it's going to be just in a different part of the house. Maybe one day we'll get lucky and that'll <laughs> be on the back of the house or something. So, well, Hey, if you're a newbie, you just got value because Tony dropped some value bombs to you. And I'm going to do more of these episodes. We're going to do more of this as part of the James like podcast and the whole rebranding of, of what we're doing here in business. And we hope to teach you a few things. If you have any questions uh, about project management, send us a private message, comment below the video, and we'll do another uh, episode where Tony, and we may even bring in the other project managers too, and they can come in here and give you answers to the questions, struggles that you're having, and all of that. But uh, thank you guys for listening to Fast Friday. Again, hope you got some value. If you did, please take a moment to share this on your social media platform. Share it with your friends, your partners, uh, your family members, and uh, anybody else that uh, you think this would bring value to. And go ahead and take some time. Give us a little five-star review. That'll really help us out to get us in more households. Till next time, Tony and I are signing off, and we're saying we wish you much freedom, much success. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening today. If this episode of Fast Friday brought you value, please take a moment and leave us a review. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Also, take a moment to share on your social media platforms so that others can gain the same amount of value. Until next time, I wish you freedom and success. Have a great weekend.